Hello, Revelers, and welcome to the Reveler Recording, a loud and lively podcast. Turn it up, dance it out, and revel in it all. I hope you were flowing and glowing. My name is Haley Press. My pronouns are she, her, and I am the host of the Reveler Recording, a loud and lively podcast. Welcome to Podtober, where a mini episode is released every day in October with a new guest answering the question, what do you revel in? Today, we are welcoming a woman who wears many hats and does so well. But in this episode, she talks about one in particular that has just taken over recently. She thinks about it regularly, dreaming of when she can dive back in when she's occupied elsewhere. The picture she paints of the space and thing that just fills her is so incredibly beautiful. You could say she has a way with words. Not to mention, her voice is so wonderfully soft, I could listen to her all day. Close your eyes for this one and let her create the scene for you. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Haley. How are you doing? I am good. I'm not too bad. Uh, just doing a bunch of recordings today, which I'm so excited for all the guests that are that are on. So first of all, thank you so much for, for being on the Reveler recording. Oh, thank you so much for asking me. I'm so excited when I saw your request come through. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> I love your work. Uh, some of your, I'll, I'll, well, let's start. Why don't you introduce yourself first before I get into what I love about you? <laughs> Sure. Thank you. Um, so I'm Roshan James. Um, I am a poet, uh, an artist, a musician, and then um, I have a corporate nine to five day job as well, too, um, among other things. I mean, you could throw in a bunch of other titles. So mom, wife, blah, 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 blah. A little bit of everything, but I love <laughs> that. Everything. I love that you kind of like identify with so many different things. I think it's very easy for us to kind of put ourselves in one box sometimes too. So it's, it's cool to hear when people are like, Oh, I'm this, this, this. Oh, and also this. Oh, and yeah, I'm a mom too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Essentially I don't sleep is what I tell people. Yes. Um, yeah. Sleep is for the week. Just kidding. <laughs> right. Just Get your sleep. sleep. Get <laughs> your sleep. Drink yourself. your water. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. If you're high, if you're dehydrated, this is your note listeners. Take a sip of water right now. <laughs> Exactly. Loosen your jaw, like rest your shoulders. What is it? Take the the tongue off the, take the tongue off the roof of your mouth. And I'm going to look super awkward if I do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do that though. Oh, amazing. Uh, Okay. So a little bit of everything. Uh, Is there anything you want to touch on further within all those different kind of titles? Oh my goodness. Um, what would I touch on? Uh, I've been doing poetry, writing poetry pretty much as long as I can remember painting as well since I was, I think the first time I picked up a painting paintbrush, I was like five. My grandfather showed me how to paint. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. And then uh, playing piano as well and singing since I was about five. So all the creative things were kind of very, very early on introduced into my life. That's awesome. Were you brought up in like an artsy family? Yes. I don't think I would have described it like that when I was growing up, especially like not when I was a teenager. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I reflect back, like I was actually really fortunate to have parents who were creatively minded and saw the value 
in arts and like my dad loved to draw and sketch. My grandfather was an artist. Um, and then my mother played music saying like we were always around musical people in our family too. So yeah, I guess I kind of come by it honestly. I suppose. That's awesome. I love that. I think the, the creative side of things, uh, I too am a very creative person. I wish I was more artsy <laughs> than I am. I can't sing, can't play an instrument, but I really enjoy those things still. So that counts. That, yeah, that counts. <laughs> uh, so we actually met through another guest of Podtober as well, Lacey Heels. Um, and then I started following you from there and really fell in love, like with your words and your poetry. And just, I just wanted to acknowledge that I am so glad to have found your page and been introduced to you. Uh, cause some of the things that I read just, I, they, they speak to me. I love hearing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. I found, um, I find that through Lacey, because she knows so many people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that inevitably have clicked with other people Mm -hmm. also that are in that network. And it's just neat. It's funny when you're drawn to different like communities and people and just how naturally it kind of happens sometimes. So true. It's just like an automatic connection and dynamic and you just feel the good energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, energy. Um, (laughs) all right. Well, why don't you tell me what it is that you revel in? First of all, like what, what a great question. I love how you positioned it because like, I don't think we talk a lot about reveling. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has such a connotation of just like immersing and just like soaking in. And I, I love that word. And of course, like I would be drawn to the words. So <laughs> that struck me. Well, um, thank you. I love that. I, I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad that it like resonates and kind of has the, the impact that I was hoping for anyways. Yes. And it's just, I mean, it's steeped in like joy and satisfaction and pleasure yeah. and all of those good things. So, so I find when you use a different word, sometimes it just unlocks different parts of your brain too. Like if it's not a commonly used word. So yeah. Like, yeah, what do I actually revel in? Cause there's lots of things that I enjoy to do mm-hmm. on a daily basis and, you know, certain things that I practice as well. Um, and I would sometimes call that like enjoyable, but also like medicine too. So yes. reveling, I feel like is a different experience. Like you just kind of like lose yourself and flow. And- oh, this makes me so happy. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I put so much thought into like these things and, in my whys of things and why I chose the reveler, et cetera. And yes. I feel like a lot of people, I just put so much thought into some things and that it, it, some people don't think that way and that's totally fine. But then when people like get it, it just is so validating and like the best <laughs> feeling. So thank you so much. Awesome. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Um, yeah. So reveling um, these days, I would say, I feel like I'm reveling most in painting and it's not like I don't know. It's not like a huge surprise, probably like it's something that was always in my wheelhouse, but Mm -hmm. 
I've recently discovered oil painting, which is 100% new to me because it was super, super intimidating. I would only ever use acrylics or like even watercolor too is very, very intimidating to me because it's just like you you can't necessarily control it. Yeah, I can see that. And yeah, oil painting was just like this other like level in my mind for some reason. I don't even know why. Um, I think I just heard that it was difficult to do and, you know, there's, there's so much like planning and patience required and I'm like automatically like I would never have classified myself as a patient person. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Fair. (laughs) Yes. But I don't know. I, a a friend of mine had given me oil paints like ages ago. Like, I mean, like probably like 15 years ago and I kept them because I keep like everything. (laughs) I'll try it one day. Exactly. I have a hard time like throwing things away that I feel could be useful. Yes. Yeah. I can relate. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so oil painting, um, looked at the oil paints, especially like going through the pandemic, you're like, okay, I have so much time. I have so much time on my hands to explore different things. And my partner, Patrick, um, loves oil painting, but he was very like atypical and he uses his fingers to oil paint, which is just his own, you know, approach. And he is also a very talented visual artist. So I was like, you know what, let me try this out and see where it goes. And literally the moment I started layering paints, it's like, oh my gosh, this just like connected something for me. And it's so tactile and it's almost like sculpting because of the paint texture and the material and the medium. And it just, you, you end up building layers, scraping things like it, you you lose yourself in it, or at least I did. And it, it essentially like revived my love for painting too, because I had strayed away from that for a little while. I was doing more digital illustrations, um, mostly to like go with my poetry. So for years, I wasn't really investing a lot of time in um, practicing mm-hmm. painting. But yeah, the beginning of this year was when I started that. And I love it. Like I, that's literally like all I think of most days I'm like when can I get back into the studio okay like when that's the best feeling yeah um I'll also say too like watching you so obviously the listeners can't see you but watching you talk about this we're on a zoom call uh it's so interesting too, like watching you use your hands to describe what you're doing and really like painting the picture of you how you said kind of like you're layering the paints and sculpting it and building it and just watching it kind of take over your body, even as you talk about it, I feel like is such, such a resemblance of how much you've come to like, enjoy this right now. And that just makes me so happy. Like, I love when you can tell people are just so genuine and sincere and it just takes over. Reveling. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's cool that you notice that because I actually do feel like it is like a full body, like physical experience because mm-hmm. it can be taxing um, when you're standing for long periods of time in studio and you're trying to get a certain technique down and you almost have to like hold your breath and hold the brush a certain way or hold the tool a certain way. So yeah, it is a, a full on like head to toe and inside out experience. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. Do you have any 
like routines that go with painting as well? Like, do you listen to music often? Do you, is it silent? Are you, what spaces are you normally in? Like, do you go to a studio? Do you have somewhere at home? What is this? Paint me this picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we actually created a studio space um, in one of our garages. So we have one garage bay that we were able to repurpose. So um, felt very privileged to be able to use that space in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so I can actually go there. It does feel like I'm kind of passing through like into a different zone altogether, which I think is so important because then I can leave you know, the busyness of the household and, you know, day-to-day work and whatever, and just go into the zone and everything's kind of set up. So it's very easy mm-hmm. also to kind of enter that. Um, but that's nice though, though. And you yeah. set that up for yourself. Like that's sometimes yeah. what we have to do is it, it, it doesn't always, it's not always easy to start this routine of doing what we love. It takes figuring out how we can intentionally implement it into our lives so as much as it's easy for you now like that was intentional on your part to set that up so that it could be easy for you to go and revel in that on the regular so good for you thank you and you know what actually you drew out a really important point because before we had that studio space set up that could have been one of the limiting things like mm-hmm. more of a physical limitation in terms of not having like all our tools set up and just ready to rock. Um, not having, you know, like an empty canvas just kind of sitting there and ready to throw paint at. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, we have a busy family. Uh, we've got like four kids in our blended family and animals and whatnot. So in and out before we started like, recording, I, I, I love it. Exactly. I love seeing the busyness. <laughs> so dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah like literally like craft stuff is tucked here and there on shelves and you have to kind of haul it out and set it up at the dining table because we didn't have a spot beforehand to do Mm -hmm. things like that at and I think that could have been one of the reasons why I didn't do it as often because it always felt like work just to get it set up and get going but now it doesn't feel like work because it is intentionally created space walk into it decide if I want to put music on or not so to answer your question around that like sometimes I do sometimes I don't Mm -hmm. um really just depends on my mood um sometimes Patrick's in the studio with me doing his own thing sometimes not uh we don't really talk though I find when we're in the studio like it's a really interesting experience like it's him and his little bubble me and my bubble and we kind of grunt at each other (laughs) (laughs) or we'll hear each other like mutter under our breaths about things. Um, Sometimes it's nice to just share that space though. Like you don't have to be doing whatever it is together, but just to share that space. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. You can still feel the energy Mm -hmm. in there and that it is just all about like focus and flow and creating. Yes. Um, And yeah, like we just kind of vibe that way. And, and sometimes, sometimes the kids are actually in the studio too, because um, I would say all of them have, have uh, a gift when it comes to visual arts and creativity and 
they kind of follow and it's in their blood. (laughs) It is kind of in their blood. Um, yeah. Our eldest daughter, she's an incredible visual artist actually, like just, just phenomenal. Um, and they, I think the others just see that and it inspires them to just, you know, pick up a, pick up something and start creating. And we don't ever worry about the output so much. Like we try to just make it a space where you experiment. And if you make a mistake, that's totally okay. Just like either gesso over it and keep going or factor it into kind of your design and just roll with it. So if that's not like a metaphor for life, like there's no plan, it just (laughs) continue to paint your picture, to draw, to create, to experiment and see where it goes. Correct when you need to. And we continue on. Yeah, it's interesting because for the longest time, like everybody's got their like life path and navigations and things that you do that you're like, oh, maybe I would have done that differently if I could do it over again. And for the longest time, like that stuff would really stick to me mm-hmm. and, I'd, you know, be very critical. Um, and I think doing art more and more has actually allowed me to release quicker and pivot faster and just be a lot more like elastic and flexible mm-hmm. in how I approach a lot of different things. I love that. That's amazing. I feel like I don't even know what to say in response. I'm just like, <laughs> that's incredible. Like to know that I think it just goes to show how much we can learn from the things that we're doing and how we can relate that to things that aren't related at all. Yes, totally. Totally. There's so many transferable thoughts and lessons. And I think that's also like, if I were to talk about poetry for a second, um, I don't often associate poetry with joy, although I would say I do experience joy. Okay. And I revel in it as I'm going through it. It's just my immediate thought is poetry is like, has always been like therapy for me. Yes. I can. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of like processing things. And so it can feel heavy. It can feel um, complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it can feel kind of sticky and like a little bit confusing sometimes even like if I can't get like my words out the way that I want them to. So yeah, that's where I think poetry for me is a totally different process. Whereas painting, I've just like not been, not looked at it as like a, from a functional perspective. Like yes. Literally just been about the enjoyment of that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they say that some of the, some of the best writers to like come from kind of misery and, and all that stuff. And it's because <laughs> yes. everybody can relate at one point or another. Um, and I think a lot of writing comes from feeling comforted, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. or like, that's how people relate to it a lot. Um, but yeah, I love when I can look at like a piece of art and I love when you can look at a piece of art and you know that everybody processes it or understands it differently too. And that's kind of what's so beautiful about paintings and sculptures and everything as well. I would say it's just, you take from it what you need in a sense. Um, and I love too, how you mentioned that like painting and being more artistic has helped you transfer those skills into your everyday life. And I think sometimes we don't realize 
how they overlap, but it's so cool when we take a step back and, and realize kind of the correlation and how that, how that all happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, or I would say is um, more I have sort of explored my own creativity, the more I realize the importance of looking at everything holistically too, and kind of integrating mm-hmm. because you can't really like keep those things separate. You can't keep like one creative practice from sort of like bleeding into another creative practice. Yeah. Just everything is it. connected somehow. <laughs> it is. It really is. So yeah. I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. This was such a like kind of therapeutic conversation, I feel like. Uh-huh. Um, and I just felt really connected to you throughout it all. Uh, so I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the Raveler recording. Um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your poetry um, and anything else that you might have? Any final words? Sure. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much, Haley. Again, this was such a great chat. Um, I love this this series that you're doing. I'm looking forward to checking out all the other podcasts, listening to all the other podcasts that you produce. Thank you. Um, And yeah, if anybody is interested in finding me online on social, um, I I usually post the most on Instagram um, and you'll find me at Roshan underscore James. Um, you'll also find, I guess, my artwork, the painting, all that stuff. I've kind of carved out a separate Instagram profile for that. And that's City on a Hill Art. And that's meant to showcase both mine and Patrick's work. So that's more of a collab, we'll call it. Um, I am on Facebook, uh, so people can find me there. I'm just not as, I don't post as frequently on that channel. Um, And for a local plug, I'll say if you are looking for um, poetry books. You can find uh, my third book, Breaking at Wordsworth in Waterloo. I think that covers it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so, so much. I'll make sure to put all of your contact information in the description of this episode as well. So listeners, make sure you uh, check all of that out. Uh, and thank you for painting such a beautiful picture for us. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Roshan, I genuinely enjoyed not only talking to you, but watching you embody everything you were saying. It was magical. Revelers, find something that just fills you. It is so worth it, and I would love to hear about it. Until tomorrow, revel on. And don't forget to rate, review, and recommend this episode.